Hi guys, welcome to A Side of Homicide. I'm Austin. And I'm Tennille. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode and putting up with us this far. Um, I think I was supposed to say thus far, but I don't know anymore. It's okay. Um, it's okay. Anyways. Um, we all get it. It's been a long week. It's fine. <laughs> welcome to episode 14 at this point. What was my mind? I know. It seems uh, like... You know, I was just telling Austin tonight that I'm really happy that we did this and that I love him so much and that it's been really fun with him. Oh my. And I was like, oh, I love you too. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been fun because it's something we enjoy doing and yeah you know even though a lot of times i am struggling to make the deadline because of school and work but that's okay you're it, still doing it though and it's you're still doing good. it's still fun you know so so anyways though um how's your week been my week's been good started out with leonard's fifth birthday oh <laughs> He's getting so old. Look at him. Five beautiful years. Oh, he's so sweet. About four chonky years, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> he, he's pretty chonky. Um, and then I got my first vaccine dose. So I'm kind of the guinea pig of our friend group because nobody else has really gotten it. Sarah got it right after me, though, but. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And I'm going to get it. I'm just waiting until more doses are available. Mm-hmm. So we will keep yeah. you posted on that. For anybody who's wondering how I got it, since I am only 27, note that in North Dakota, we have a lot of doses available. A lot. And since law firms are technically considered essential, um, I, you know, our firm never ended up shutting down technically. So I worked pretty much the whole time during COVID. Right. And so actually I went with a bunch of my coworkers to it. Yeah. So we all got our vaccines at the same time. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how my week's been. I've been spring cleaning, I guess, and selling a bunch of stuff on Facebook. Yeah, I always, literally every time, I was just telling you this tonight, every time I open up my Facebook app, it's always a post for you on Marketplace. <laughs> and I always wow react to it, and I'm like, oh my god. I'm selling so much stuff on there, but it's such a relief because I have never wanted to be one of those people that just holds on to things. Yeah. And I've realized within the last few years, I have become that I'm not going to lie. I've seen, you know, you do hold on to yes. stuff. Yes. And so um, I have sold quite a bit of things. Um, and the things that don't sell, I'm just donating because I'm like, I need to clear out. I don't right. like having clutter. Well, and especially so. living in an apartment, which... I mean, considering, you know, this isn't going to be our permanent until we die address. So it's like, you know, we're going to have to move again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are we keeping all this shit, yes. you know? So tonight I sold a box fan and a basket. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I've been just selling random things here and there and that's okay. So I'm getting rid of stuff. It's spring cleaning. So yeah. How was your week? Um, it was good. Um, my friend Anna came to visit. She she just informed us too that she always listens because she gets homesick and misses hearing friends talk. I love her. I know. She's so, so sweet. I know. Well, we only got to see her for a few hours, but I get it. You know, she wanted to see her family yeah. and she hadn't seen them since before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, I'm so glad she even, you know, made time for us because right. you know, I know how busy she was. It was pretty nice that she did. Exactly. So... Yeah, that was fun to, you know, rekindle with her and... Yeah, we had a good night. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and Max loved it, of course, and she got to meet Leonard for the first time. Even though he's full of sass. (laughs) 
But I mean, other than that, back to my straight boy roots, I've been working on that car that I bought and I just got a stereo installed in it with Apple CarPlay, not to brag. So excited for you. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, I mean, that's really all that's been going on. I mean, I had midterms this week, so I've been kind of busy otherwise, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, it's just been kind of a low-key week, I feel like, and mm -hmm. nothing major has happened. Oh, wait, I did save a dog. Oh, you did? I forgot I did. about that. Until I saved right. a dog on the side of the road. Um, it was like a lab mix of some sort. Um, he was like so close to the road. Wasn't on it, but was right next to it. Mm. No collar. Super friendly. I mean, as you know, I keep treats in my car for a neighborhood dog. And so I bribed the dog into my car with treats. Cool. And then I just started driving around to nearby houses and knocking at doors to see if, you know, it was their dog. And I did find the owner. Um, but yeah, the dog had no collar, nothing on. So it's kind of disappointed in the owner a little bit. Right. I mean, especially no collar and you're letting it run loose. In town too. And it's a busy part of town. Like you just, you don't do that. Right. So, but my backseat got so muddy. Like it was, I sent you a picture. It was, it was kind of bad. Well, but. and I don't know if I've ever admitted this on the podcast, but I used to own my own car detailing, like have my little summer business that I would do. And that experience makes me want to yell at you because you have light colored cloth in your car. <laughs> and it is the worst thing you can get in your car because it attracts mud and just it shows and is nasty. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you sent me the picture of the mud and yeah. I was like this bitch. <laughs> but I got it all out. You did. I did. I did, did good. I cleaned it all out right away that night. Um, but I mean, you know me. I'm a dog lover. I would have done it even if I the dog you was, you know, drenched in like mud. I would have done it. Yeah. But and he was a sweet dog. Aww. Yeah. He got lots of treats for me, and then he went home. So Aww. yeah. So yeah. I guess that's about it for our weeks. Yeah, Nothing so really going I on. suppose we can segue on to Tennille's true crime news of episode 14. I like how you had to look back at your computer <laughs> like, what episode is this? <laughs> like, ooh, I didn't write it down anywhere. I was just like, oh, that's funny. Um, so this one is kind of freaky and traumatizing. So have you heard of the husband that propped up his dead wife against a couch on Christmas in front of the kids? No. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really surprised that you have not heard of this because this actually happened back in 2011. Okay. But almost after a decade behind bars, um, this case is going to trial. Okay. So that's why it's kind of coming up again uh, and, you know, resurfacing and details. Why so long? Out. Honestly, I don't know. And since it is just our current true crime news, I didn't deep dive into that. Right. But if you guys want to go, you know, look for it. But so in Anaheim, California, a man named William Wallace propped his dead wife, Zazelle Preston, up on a couch and placed sunglasses on her face and then proceeded to tell the kids that she got drunk and ruined Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he's like, sorry, kids, your mom's drunk, open your presents, she just ruined Christmas, sorry. I'm sorry, but, like, the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, sunglasses. Because <laughs> obviously, like, she's dead, dead. Right, right. And so um, William had actually beaten her to death on Christmas Eve. Oh, lovely. Yes. And she was only 26. So she was a year younger than me, which is like, interesting freaky. that Santa couldn't, didn't rescue her. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> and so uh, sadly, the children believed William and thought their mom was just drunk and had ruined Christmas. 
So they began opening their presents. Yeah, right in front of their dead mom. Oh. Um, around 9.30 a.m. on Christmas morning, William did end up calling the police because of it. Uh, but he was still a piece of shit because he tried talking his way out of it. He well, didn't admit to anything. I'm sure he was like, okay, well, I don't know what the fuck to do with this body now. Mm -hmm. So like, and she's going to stink pretty soon. Legit. <laughs> and so he claimed that his wife injured herself. Oh, she so, just beat herself up. Yeah, he blamed it on her. Perfect. Obviously, the police didn't believe that. Arrested him. Right, right. Because it, it makes total sense. Right. Uh, so William can face up to 25 years to life in prison if he is convicted on first degree murder. So I guess we'll have to just see how that trial goes. Yeah. So um, our next one here, um, I know that you have heard of this. Um, this case just pisses me the fuck off. Like, I mean, I don't know if you can see it, but I am pissed. <laughs> yeah, I like, it's that London woman who was murdered by a cop. Oh, yeah. Um, I shared some info on our, I think it was mm -hmm. on our story on Instagram. So the woman's name was Sarah Everard, and she was 33 years old. She left her friend's home around 9 p.m. on March 3rd, and she decided to walk home. And her her walk was actually kind of long. I think it was just right under an hour her walk would have been, which... Damn, I'm too lazy for I'm that. I'm way too lazy for that. <laughs> like, whew, give her props. But she looked like she was in shape anyways, so well, I get obviously. So she was very smart about, you know, going to walk home. She informed people where she was going, when she was leaving, walking in well-lit areas, calling her boyfriend on the phone and telling him. Oh, okay. Did everything yeah. possible to be safe. Right. So an officer came along who obviously she thought that she could trust because it's a fucking officer. Exactly. And his name is Wayne Cousins. AKA Cousins. piece of shit. Yes. Uh, he is 48 years old. He has now been accused of kidnapping and murdering Sarah. Her body was found in the woods. And I just, oh, I just, this case just, oh, I'm so mad. I love that people, I should say a lot of women, are writing about this case because women never feel safe. And it's so true. Exactly. Like, it's so frustrating that we can't just leave our house and feel fine. Right. And sometimes you know? I, I'm guilty. I forget how lucky I am that I can go out in the middle of the night and not have to worry about, you know, getting kidnapped mm -hmm. or raped or anything like that because I'm a man. But it's well, just, I mean, it's so shitty that women have to constantly worry about that. I mean, I will say though, you as a gay man, I would be worried too, you know, just because there's crazies right. out there. But I get what you mean. Yes. Right. Like you as a man, you feel guilty in that way that you guys have somewhat of a safety net just being a man. Right. But yeah, I just, oh, I'm so pissed about this. I just, I can't. Like, I kept reading multiple articles, and there's not a, a lot of details out when I was researching this. Right. Because obviously he just got arrested, but, mm -hmm. and he looks so normal, and that's why it's just, it sucks because, you know, he was an officer. He looks like it's just an average guy. You thought you could trust him. Who knows? Maybe he offered her a ride home. Right. And just took her. You know? Well, and you think uh, you can trust authorities, but mm -hmm. I fucking guess not. No, you really fucking can't. You can't. So that's that one. And a third one. This one was very relevant since we all just got our $1,400 check. Uh, what did you call it the other day? Oh, Biden bucks. Yeah, I laughed so well, hard. Well, I was scrolling on his Instagram <laughs> and I was like seeing what people were saying because I was waiting for the, you know, people that are opposing him to like mm -hmm. say mean shit. And somebody was like, thanks for the Biden bucks. And I was That's like, so I love it. 
I do too, actually. Um, probably most of the people on this podcast are like us who are not super wealthy. So you probably got that 1400 yep. So did you hear about the case? Um, it was regarding the $1,400 check that led to the murder of four people. Over $1,400. Oh my. Okay. I have to rant and I'm sorry if I get backlash for this, but if $1,400 stimulus checks are going to change your life, something's wrong. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. Um, And if you're going to murder somebody over that, something's wrong. Well, technically he murdered four people over half of that. (sighs) I'll get into it, but yeah, he murdered, he wanted half of it. So I just, money isn't everything people. Right. And I, I know that some people do struggle and I, I understand. I really do. Yeah, we sympathize with you, but it's the people that think murder. that you need to murder people to get money yes. or do terrible things for money. That's not that big of an amount no. for murdering. You know, like, it's just not. I mean, and not any, uh, <laughs> let me rephrase. Not any amount is okay to murder. Right. But, like, that's, like, a tiny ass amount. <laughs> Depends on what amount. But, like, we get it if it's, like, over $700, but... Yeah, so it's just a small <laughs> amount. <laughs> so don't murder for money. <laughs> no, never. That's our PSA. So in Indiana, bleh. So an Indianapolis woman named Janitress, Janitress. I'm going to oh. let you look at that name so you can maybe tell G- me. G- Janitress? G- Gina- <laughs> Janitress. I'm going to go with Janitress. <laughs> I don't even know. So, <laughs> Gina Torres? I don't know. No, it's not that. <laughs> um, Gina Tris Moore was receiving a $1,400 stimulus check due to the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously. And the father of her infant, whose name is Malik Helfakri, don't know if I'm saying that right, um, demanded half of that stimulus money, which she refused him. And, I mean, I think she has every right to refuse him that Right, it's, it's not his it's money. It's her stimulus yes. check. Written out to her. And it's everybody, Well, I mean, everybody that's eligible is getting one. And I'm assuming he was probably getting one as well. Yes. And unless he didn't pay taxes. Yeah, that's then, true. Then that's he true. doesn't. But, the, and I'm, since he's such a piece of shit, I'm guessing he didn't pay taxes. So, um, there was an argument um, that clearly escalated, and he ended up killing four people. Jesus Christ. And their names are Eve Moore, and she was young. She was a young girl. Over half a stimulus check. Mm-hmm. Daquan Moore, Anthony Johnson, and Tamika Brown. And it's just like, it's so sad. He he didn't end up killing the baby mama, um, but he ended up killing these four people. And it's just so unfortunate because I know she would have given him that money if she knew this was going to happen. Right. She would have handed up the whole thing, you right. know, to save those people. But it's like. She never guessed. We would have never guessed. Well, and who who that knows? That he would do that. Yeah, right, right. That he just, you know, snap. Right. You know, so and he's That's the thing, crazy. too. You never know. No. But it's like, Jesus Christ. And I just feel for that woman, because I bet she feels so guilty, which she, she shouldn't, obviously. No, but like. But it's just human emotion, and I'm sure she does. But right. if you ever hear this. Gina Tris. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to figure out what to say. We Gina love Taurus. you and support you and your baby. And I'm sorry that this happened to you. Yeah, and we hope that we spelled your name or said your name correctly. If not, um, I just, spelled it right, but I don't yeah, know if I just, said it right. just pretend that we pronounced your name right. I'm yes. so sorry. Hearts to you. Okay. So that was my third one. I had kind of 
quick stories today for you. They were all really good, though. I yeah, mean, they were pretty interesting. I actually had five, and I had to narrow it down to three. So the other two you will hear next week. Okay, you got me hopping so. and bopping over these hopping three. Hopping and bopping. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so let's get on to the main case. Okay, before we start your story, you guys, we just paused and we were making farting sounds with our armpits. I don't know why. I just had a moment here. I was like, I'm going to fart with my armpits. And then Tanil's like, how do you do that? So then he tried we, teaching me. Yeah, it didn't work. No, but then we farted with our hands. Yeah. So, and I knew that from middle school. <laughs> we were literally five. Jesus Christ. Okay. So, <sighs> anywho. Let's hear that story. Um, so my case is on the, so it's H-I-F-I. Um, I'm just going to say hyphy murders. Um, it's probably, <laughs> or no, let's, let's go with hi-fi. Okay. Cause it's H-I-F-I. Sounds like Wi-Fi. Yeah. So kind of like Wi-Fi, but with an H in front of it. So these are the hi-fi murders. Have you heard of this? No. When you text it. Okay. Austin did his research randomly at like 1 a.m. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do the hi-fi murders. And I, he received no response because I was out. Well, I like looked and I was like, well, it doesn't look like many people covered that. So I was like, I hadn't even go. heard of it. So yeah, yeah. I hadn't either, obviously, but. So this case occurred in Ogden, Utah, and Ogden, Utah is a mountain town known for its known for its three world-class ski resorts and 38 Ooh. recreational parks within within and surrounding. It. I would like to go to Utah. Yeah. I think it's Zion National Park is there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I am not. I'm I'd not like sure. to go there. So it's actually located 40 minutes north from Salt Lake City, which reminds me of the new Real Housewives franchise that just happened or just started, which is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I haven't I been able to watch it, but I'm really excited. So nobody spoil it for me. Well, I won't spoil it because I don't watch it. So perfect. <laughs> um, so with a population of 87,773 people, okay. Ogden is about 50,000 um, people smaller in population than us here in Fargo. So oh, okay. it is, however, the filming location for over 45 TV shows and movies. It must be beautiful there. It does, however, hold a high crime rate of 41 violent crimes. Violent crime. Violet. 41 violent <laughs> crimes. Purple crimes, guys. <laughs> 41 violent crimes per 1,000 people, making it one of the highest crime rates in America for wow. size. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Still like to go, though. Yeah. <laughs> so now that you've listened to my half ass history lesson, let's go back in time to 1952. To when Dale Pierre, aka Pierre Dale Selby, was born on the Isle Island of Tobago. Got some interesting names today. <laughs> As we've seen in the past with most cases, Dale was no strong Dale was no stranger to troublemaking as a child. His parents fought to teach him the right way and he refused to listen. He was a compulsive liar and a ter and had a terrible temper. Oh, that's he was no. really, yeah, he was really stuck in the mentality of, like, my way or the highway, if you will. Of course he was. Man mentality. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> so in the, in the summer of 1970, Dale moved to the United States where he resided in Brooklyn, New York, until 1973 when he joined the Air Force as a helicopter mechanic and was moved to work on the uh, and was moved to work on the Air Force Base in Utah, which is also just kind of random that he just 
joined the Air Force and became a helicopter mechanic. That is pretty random. Yeah. But back then, I mean, I feel like it was pretty common for people to join. That's true. That's true. But I was so, like, damn, helicopter. This was, what, 1950? Uh, this is in 1973. Oh. We fast forwarded a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I was like, dang. Oh, wait, because you said he was born. I'm stupid. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. So if you were paying attention, you would know. You know what? Dale was still fairly new to the Air Force when a sergeant was found murdered in his apartment. Yeah. Oh. Dale was the prime suspect. Imagine that. He's this, got anger issues. This is because just a few days before, it was revealed that Dale was at Sergeant Edward Jefferson's house taping music, which is really random. <laughs> so random. <laughs> but um, the sergeant's keys had gone missing, and the two men searched together everywhere they possibly could. And come to find out, Dale had actually stolen the keys to have them duplicated under the alias Curtis Alexander, because you had to sign when you did it. So yeah. he signed Curtis Alexander. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what so made him pick fancy. That. <laughs> I know. So the next day, his keys magically reappeared. And Jefferson, you know, he wasn't a stupid man. Mm-hmm. He knew something was fishy about Dale. And, you know, good on him because always trust your gut. Mm-hmm. And always stay paranoid. Exactly. And, you know, Jefferson was paranoid. So... Jefferson did the smart thing and changed the locks to his apartment and the ignition on his car also. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I could be that dedicated because yeah. that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To make sure nothing bad could happen. And Jefferson was brave and actually confronted Dale, but of course he denied everything. Yeah, he's not going to admit to it. Right, right. I mean, I was kind of like, boy, what do you think you're going to get out of You know, mm-hmm. like, it's, I guess it's kind of a thing. You just want to see if there'll be a man and fess up mm-hmm. about it, you know? I would have just fessed up if I were him. Right. Like, like, sorry. It. My bad. I got a little crazy. <laughs> Caught me slipping. Sorry. My crazy came out. Between 10 p.m. on Thursday, October 4th, and 4 a.m. on Friday, October 5th, Jefferson was brutally murdered. And the killer used a bayonet as his murder weapon and jammed it so far into Jefferson's face, the handle was the only visible part left. Oh God. That would have been a brutal scene. Yeah. Holy. So authorities had ruled that this was indeed the work of Dale, but unfortunately there wasn't enough evidence to convict. I hate that. I know. And it was unsolved until he stood trial on the high, the high fi murders with William Andrews, who was in the air force with Dale. So they were buddies. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we're going to go into the back room of William. So William Andrews was a Virginia native born in 1953, and he was a really well-behaved child growing up, which is kind of the opposite of him. How did they become friends? Yeah. And they eventually joined the Air Force um, also in 1973, and he was sent to work in Utah, Utah also as a helicopter mechanic. Too bad he wasn't sent somewhere else. Right. So he worked with Dale, and that's where they became good friends. Uh-huh. And I actually have it in my notes here that they became God friends. <laughs> they became religious. <laughs> Together. <laughs> so Dale obviously had no friends due to his attitude problem, but William was just the opposite. I mean, he had many friends, but those that's friends... That's surprised. Right. Like, they became friends. But I guess when you work around somebody so often, yeah. you kind of get to know them, that's and like true. you become friends with them because you're, you know, you're getting paid to be around them, mm-hmm. to be honest. So When you're around them like most of your time. Exactly. So 
Unfortunately, William's friendship, many friendships had ended when he became really close with Dale. Um, I'm assuming it was just because everybody knew that Dale was a little cuckoo. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so according to their commanding officer, Dale was really the leader between the two because of his attitude, and William just kind of followed along. Hmm. And in March of 1974, both the men filed to separate from the Air Force, and it wasn't reported why, but they did nonetheless. Uh Dale and William were still in close contact with each other after this, and on April 22nd, 1974, the two men made a decision to rob the Hi-Fi shop, which I guess was a home audio store? Well, remember, he was at that sergeant's house, and they were, yeah, you know, recording or I sp- whatever. You know what? You know, so I'm going to be honest. It. I didn't even think of that. I The whole time I thought it was a gas station, and then I, like, looked it up, and I was like, why would they be going after a home audio store? But that makes sense. Yeah, because he was obviously into it. So. Right, right. Okay, that makes more sense And maybe me. since they're friends, they shared that in common. That That's interest. true. Or he kind of got him into it and was like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. if you help me with this, you know, you can get some cut on this. Yeah, that's true. Just money out of it, maybe. Right. So, unfortunately, working the closing shift at the store this day was Stanley Walker, 20 years old, and Michelle Ansley, who was 19. Youngins. Very young. The two men took them to the basement of the store, tied them up, and started robbing the store. Okay, what's up with all these places that have basements? Because nowadays it's not a thing. I literally said that too. I was like, it's a McDonald's murder. You know where they took them to the basement? basement. Yeah, nobody has basements anymore. I don't know. That's weird. Maybe it's a Utah thing. I don't know. Well, mine was in Canada though. Oh, true. So I I don't know, but it's weird. Yeah, it is really weird. It was kind of weird. Well, because I didn't. You know, obviously. I mean, clearly we don't know what's in the back, though, anyway. So uh, places could have basements. That's true. But mainly every service job I've worked, there's been no basement. (laughs) (laughs) Although my brother did work at this gas station close to my mother's house and our mother's house now. And before now, it's like a chiropractor, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it was really creepy, and I guess it was haunted, and it had, like, this basement where the cash room was, and it was, like, mm-hmm. below the registers. It was really weird. Creepy. Like, yeah. I'm, I mean, police, if you're listening to this, I didn't say this. But theoretically, um, some friends and I went in there when the door was unlocked, when it was abandoned, and went down in the basement. It was creepy. I love exploring abandoned buildings. Yeah. yeah. I know it's, <clears throat> it's illegal, and that's trespassing, but Yeah, hey. we don't <laughs> recommend it. But, yeah, it was fun. And actually, you know... When I was into, when I was in my prime days and I was doing modeling, we actually took some Prime, pic- you're 21. You are 21, my friend. You're still in your freaking prime. This is before I hit my Corona 50. <laughs> so. Corona 50. <laughs> we actually took um, pictures in that abandoned place. And it was actually, like, I got some cool shots in there. So. Yeah, your modeling pictures are great. I love them. Thank you. They're so awesome. Um, well, I'm glad you enjoy them because they won't come out again, probably. It's so. okay. That was like me with my senior picks. I'm like, this is the greatest I'll ever look. <laughs> and now I'm closer to 30 than I am to 20. You so. know, it's whatever. Things happen. So this is the such a sad part in my heart. So uh, a 16-year-old boy named Courtney, which was also Courtney. It's a boy? Don't judge it. That's okay. not the I'm sad. Not judging. That's I'm not, not judging. the sad part of it. Just throw me off the a little bit. 16-year-old boy named Courtney Nays bit came to the store to thank Stanley for a favor that he did him. 
Oh, in person. Yeah. What a thoughtful Well, boy. I mean, it was 1970. What the fuck? So. Well, there's phones back then, though. They could have called. Yeah, but landlines. You know, he really should have went home, called the store, and was like, thanks, bud. Yeah, true. But wrong he was place, like, wrong time. he was like, oh, I'm going to stop by and thank him. And he was 16. That's actually so sweet. So. That he did that. Unfortunately, this was like a case of wrong place at the wrong time. And he was also taken hostage and tied up in the basement. And poor Courtney. I know. Of course, Stanley's father, Oren, had actually also become worried and decided to head to the store and check out, check out, or check on his son. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he was also taken hostage. And he was 43 at the time of this. And, wow, they're yeah. getting a lot of hostages now. Yeah, I was like, expected <laughs> what the two, yeah. right? And now they've got four. I'm sorry, I kind of laughed a little bit because I was like, they are so underprepared. They are so <laughs> underprepared because they didn't expect these two people to come. They should have just locked the store doors when they got in and acted like they closed early, right? You know, not trying to help their minds, know, burglars or anything. Well, but apparently, like, they weren't the brightest. We're but. not the brightest. So when Oren got to the basement, Dale made William grab a brown paper bag out of their van that contained a bottle. Dale poured a cup of blue liquid and made Oren force it into the other's mouths. Blue kinky? But of course, he wait for it. But of course, he had said no and was tied up, gagged, and left face down on the basement floor. That was not blue kinky. (laughs) (laughs) Right as this happened, Courtney's mother entered the store looking for her son and was also brought to the basement. Oh my gosh. So plus Expected one. Expected to? <laughs> got five now? It, I think it is? I don't know. I yeah. wasn't really keeping it right. The girl, the boy from original. Yeah. Then the Courtney. Then the dad. dad now the mom. So five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So five now. <laughs> Expected to? Got five. So Courtney's mother was also taken hostage and Dale and William then put everyone into a sitting position and forced them to drink the blue liquid. He said it was vodka and sleeping pills mixed in. Uh, but why is it blue? Exactly. So Vodka's not blue. He said blue kinky, but at the time I don't think blue kinky was a thing. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so And sleeping pills are not blue. Yeah. So it was actually, surprise, um, industrial drain cleaner. That was, the Oof. main ingredient was sodium hydroxide. And upon contact, it immediately blistered their lips, tongues, and throats. And it even peeled away the flesh around their mouths. Oh, my God. I know. So the two... poor people. I know. Also, like, I'm sorry, but if you take me down there, don't torture me. Just shoot me at that point. Yeah, don't give me the blue liquid. If you're going to kill me, just kill me. Exactly. Like, Like, one and done situation. Thanks. So I mean, there's five of them, though. Too bad they couldn't fight back. I know. Did they have guns? Did you say that? Um, They did. They did. They did. Okay, that's probably why. But, they like, they didn't use it right away, so I was like, what the hell? But, but maybe they showed to scare. Yeah, that's you know, true. Scare tactics. So the two men tried to duct tape the victims' mouths to shut, to shut them up and make them quiet, but the pus from their blisters <gasps> wouldn't allow it to stick. <gasps> I can't... <laughs> I'm not good with... Okay, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm not good with those things. (laughs) I can talk about murders, but when you say that word, I just... (gasps) Okay, we said yogurt. Okay, no, because it's going to ruin yogurt Uh, for me. (laughs) Let's just move on. Osaka. No! (laughs) Okay. Moving on. Um, 
So Oren was the last to receive this liquid and he allowed it to actually pour out of his mouth, which is smart. And he faked the convulsions of, and screams of the other victims. So the men got pissed that the deaths were taking too long. Like, what did you think? I'm sorry. It's not instant. It's Do you not... think they're just going to drink like... <laughs> <laughs> drink drain cleaner and just be like, you know? I mean, they kind of were... Well, they, they were, but dead. they like, were like... <laughs> And yeah. have like the X's in their eyes, you know? X's. Are we even, are we cartoons or what? Yes. Um <laughs> so they decided I thought you said Odin. <laughs> <laughs> so they decided to shoot Courtney and his mother. Oh. In the back of the head. Which one went first, do you know? Um, it did not say. I'm assuming it was Courtney and his mother after that. So, like, Courtney and then its mother. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. But that was the way it was worded. So, I'm assuming that's probably what it was. I'd rather have the child first so that he doesn't have to witness his mom. That's true. the mom's older, at least. I feel like she can kind of mentally handle it better than the, he could have. That's true. So, Dale then fired a shot at Oren, but missed. Then, he shot Stanley and then ultimately finally got Oren in the back of the head. Oof. So Dale took Michelle and forced her to remove her clothes and brutally raped her multiple times. When he finished with her, he dug or drug her near the lifeless bodies of her friends and shot her in the back of the head. Oh my God. I guess Oren was, yeah, I guess Oren was still alive at this point. Shocked because yeah. he got shot in the head. Right. Well, it was kind of like the McDonald's murder. She was still alive and she got yeah. shot in the head. Yeah, too. I was like, whoa. But was still alive at this point, and he tried, Dale tried to strangle him with wire, but this didn't work, so they shoved a pen in his ear until it pierced his throat. What the fuck? No! I think this is the most horrific one for me that you've done so (laughs) far. This one is a bad one. Well, honestly, though, I mean- Did they not have any more freaking bullets? That's right. Jesus! I'm like, sorry. Like, make it easier on the poor dude. But, like, why are you, like... And who can stomach that? Like, oh, let's just shove a pen down his ear. Nope. I couldn't... Even when the pus would have started, I would have been, I'm out, dude. That yeah. was enough for me. Exactly. Oh, God. I don't know how people can handle Or this. even if I was one of those victims and I saw that on other people, I would have passed out. Right, right. I would I have mean, been... Dorm. side tangent here. The other night, you guys, I got a bloody nose. And I rarely get bloody noses, but I did. I got one. And I am not good with blood. And I saw it in the mirror. And I almost passed out. I even sent a voice <laughs> member to you guys. And then Anna was like, are you okay? When I was busy working on my car, so I didn't hear <laughs> like know of any of this. Bad. It was so bad. <laughs> Anna was like, you don't sound okay. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not good with blood. Oh. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> like bodily functions. Just I can't. That's why I couldn't be a doctor or a nurse. Or yeah, anything I agree though. Field. I give them props. You guys are rock stars because, whew, I'd be the one who passes out. I so. just try not to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to try not to think about it, too. Yeah. So, they after this, after the whole pen ordeal, um, they then got their shit and left. They were like, okay, well, bye. How was his nice friend, like the good one? What was his name? Uh, William. How was he so okay with all of this? Because he clearly had a good childhood. He was a nice kid. Nice adult. And then this. Right. Just got involved know, in the wrong crowd, I guess. 
So Oren's wife and son came looking for her husband and their son, Stanley. They heard noises coming from the basement, and while his mom called authorities, they he broke down the door to reveal a gruesome crime scene. And this was four hours after this all happened. Was there anybody left? Well, so the paramedics arrived and pronounced Stanley and Ansley dead, but Carol made it to the hospital, but was sadly pronounced dead on arrival. Mm. Despite all odds, Courtney did live after spending nearly 300 days in the hospital and was discharged. And Carol was his mom, right? Yep. Okay, that's too bad that she died on the way. I know. So Oren shockingly survived, but had bad burns in his throat and stomach, obviously. You go, you badass. Yeah, I was like, whoa, damn. So I'm glad they made it. Yeah. Of course, this news went crazy, and an Air Force officer reached out to police and told them that the two men had admitted that they were wanting to rob the hi-fi. But at the time, you know, you could think it's just men being men, you know, boys being boys. Oh my God, shoot me. If I hear that fucking quote, boys I know. being boys. I hate oh it. Oh my God, but I like, can't. Men do bullshit like that. Oh. As much of a stereotype as it is, they'd be like, oh, you know, like blah, 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 blah. Who is the one with the ear, the pen ear? Um, That was Oren. And he survived that? Yep. Oh God. Yeah. Oren, I'm sorry. Oof. God, you insert through some shit. Yep. So, <sighs> of course, I guess some boys were dumpster style. Dumpster styling? <laughs> they, were, they were decorating <laughs> the dumpster. <laughs> Putting the flowers on it. Little coat. Streamers. Yeah, streamers. A tablecloth. <laughs> a cake and fucking cupcakes and candles. <laughs> and have a little party at the dumpster. So, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> They were, so I guess some boys were dumpster diving near the Air Force base and found the two men's wallets after finding also a shit ton of evidence. Why would they leave the... their wallets? I know. They're so dumb. So obviously the police found this and the men were taken in and charged. And while searching their barracks at the Air Force, they found a rental agreement for a storage unit. And in that storage unit, they found the merchandise that was stolen as well as a bottle of drain cleaner. <laughs> so they throw most of the evidence in the dumpster, but they're like, you know what? I'm gonna keep that drink cleaner. <laughs> what? You never know. You know. My God, if these you, guys are stupid. If you had to clean a drain somewhat during that, you know, after you know your household chores, I guess that men mentality. You is won't right have there. to buy a new one. Just saying. <laughs> Dumbasses. So they were both charged with first degree murder and sentenced to death. Good. They tried to fight the system, claiming that the system was being racist oh, and prejudiced the because they were both black. But nonetheless, you know, obviously that's black, not... white, Asian, Muslim, anything. I don't care. You're a murdering piece of right, shit. Right. There's no excuse for no. doing that. So no excuse. Yeah. But nonetheless, they were put to death by lethal, lethal injection. Dale was executed on August of 1987 and William in 1992. Which was five years later. That's weird. I am not sure why. So Maybe because it was Dale's idea. Yeah, that's true. I, I have no Seemed idea. Seems like kind of the mastermind behind it. So Courtney actually, um, his story became um, actually a book based on a book, which was The Other Side of Murder by Gary Kinder. Wow. And da, 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 da. I totally read that. I got to check that out. Yeah. 
But due to his brain damage, he was forced to drop out of college. And because of not holding down a job, he had to apply for social security assistance. And he passed away on June 4th, 2002 at the age of 44. That's so sad. And I didn't write it down, but Oren did pass away also um, shortly after. Yeah. You brought me high and then you brought me low again. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. As I was searching for a case last minute, I came across this, hadn't heard it covered before, dug into it. And as I was researching it, I was like, damn. Literally. Yeah. I was so high and excited when you said that Oren and Courtney lived. So pumped. And then you're like, well, actually, they died. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Well, I mean, Oren did get a pen in his ear. I mean, yeah. Also, I was shocked he survived. I'm never... Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm never going to look at a pen the same way again. Same. <laughs> As I hold up my pen. <laughs> but, like... Wow. Let's hope it was a small, skinny pen for his sake. I mean, it did say it was a ballpoint pen, so I don't know if that's... Mm-hmm. I don't know my pens. I'm not up to code on that. We need to go to Office Depot and ask Look them. at ballpoint pens. <laughs> you oh, know, we can just Google, right? That's You know, that's probably a better <laughs> idea. Because they're going to be like, why do you need ballpoint pens exactly? You're like, research. I want to see how they would fit in here. <laughs> That's terrible. They would look at you like, what the hell? they probably call the cops. To be yeah, honest. probably. But... Anyways, um, that's enough for my story today. I mean, I... Again, that was depressing. <laughs> what the hell? Like, that was a lot. I am so sorry, but... It's okay. You had a little accent when that. you said that. I'm so, so sorry. sorry. So sorry. Fucking wanker. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <sighs> Anyways. Wow, but I guess way to can... bring my Friday down. Yeah, I'm so sorry, but... I didn't I... expect that because I've never heard of it. Same. I'm guessing because it happened in 1970. That's true. Something. That's true. And people just kind of got yeah. overlooked at it because they were focused on like serial mm-hmm. killers and stuff back. Um, well, and I never heard of that McDonald's murders either. Yeah, I, came, true. I think I came across it on TikTok and I was like, you know what? This is interesting. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So anyways, um, I guess we can get on to our dog and cat fact of the week. Yay. So, um, for a dog and cat fact here, I'm actually going to start with my cat fact today because I have them prepared. Uh, he did not. He just looked it up. Well, I have them prepared <laughs> now. So, I'm actually going to, you know, stimulate you all with <laughs> with those Biden bucks. But, <laughs> um, two different cat facts today. So, cats can live up to... Uh, cat. <laughs> Are you okay? I tried to combine the two. Cats can spend up to a third of their waking hours grooming. Wow. Yeah. So my other one is cats can live longer when they stay indoors. Max, hopefully. I know. I, I hope, hope he, he I hope he lives to be fucking 100 years old. You know? Okay, maybe not 100 because he'd be gone by then. So He would outlive me. I would put him in my will. I would too for Leonard. Well, actually, too. Leonard is in my will. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it's just the custody of Leonard. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. He'd God, go to I my should, parents. Yeah, I have to write my will. I only do because I work at a law firm. Yeah. Only enough. reason. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm significantly older than you. <laughs> Seven years. Yeah, but it Actually, no, six so, years now. Six years, yeah. It feels so long. Oh, my. You're so young. I wish I was young I again. I feel way older. 
Yeah, I get that. It's the wine. It's the constant. Not only that, I feel like we both have old souls because (laughs) when I was your age, I was the same. I didn't really go to the bar and get wasted. I would just, you know, drink some wine at home, call it a night. You know, given that we are in a pandemic, since I've turned 21, I have not gone to a bar and just drank. You know, like yeah. gone downtown, like everybody goes. No, it's like, I haven't been downtown in so long. Yeah. And also, downtown kind of scares me because it's a bunch of people packed in a tiny space with no masks on. Legit, though. So that's true. So, my dog fact is there is a Guinness World Record holder for the world's oldest dog. Really? You're going to like this. His name was Max. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's the name. Yep, his name was Max, and he was almost 30. Almost 30. Holy fuck. Yeah. Okay. So my first dog as a kid, we had him for 21 years. And we thought that was old. I think that was like my dad's dog too, Slick. Yeah. Yeah. He was old as hell. And he actually was really cute. I don't mean to start a tangent here. It's okay. But he was really cute because he was my oldest brother's dog. And he lived out of state. And he waited until my brother came home for Christmas. And I swear swear he waited to die. So he actually, you know, like, as when my brother was about to leave, he just passed away. Oh, that makes me so I know. Because he didn't want to leave when his brother wasn't. Or when his, you know. And his owner wasn't around. Yeah. So cute. I don't know what I'm going to do when Leonard passes. Like, I will be mentally ruined. I know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Honestly, he's my kid. Literally. Like, he's legit my kid. Literally. Kids, Thank so he's you. My kid. Yeah, Max is literally my son. <laughs> so this dog, Max, actually ended up passing away in 2013. And he was a Beagle Terrier mix. Oh. Which gives me hope because Leonard's part Terrier. Yeah. He's Chihuahua Terrier, so. He's perfect. Yeah, I love him. Oh, he's so cute. He's been better this recording. Yeah, he he's starting. I feel like to realize, like, hey, this is a thing that we do: <laughs> yeah. sit at the table and talk at each other. <laughs> yeah, we talk about ballpoint pens. <laughs> yes, going in ear lobes. <laughs> <laughs> ear lobes. I'd be just piercing it because oh. <laughs> ear holes. I should say. <laughs> yeah, Claire's <laughs> actually. Actually, Claire's instead of using like the piercing gun, now they use ballpoint pens. Not to brag, it's a new technology. It doesn't hurt as well. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's a Friday. We it's been a long week. It really has. But but I guess that's all we have for you guys. So if you guys want to follow us on Instagram at, at Side of Homicide, on Facebook at a side of homicide and email us at side of homicide at hotmail.com and if you would be so kind to leave us a review on itunes that would be wonderful because it helps us out a lot and gets the word out and tell your grandma your uncle jim your cousin or whoever aunt barbara yeah aren't bob aren't aren't barbara are about our podcast and we will love you forever and pretty please don't forget to stay paranoid everybody stay paranoid Bye. bye